For this command is a lamp, this teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as it brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth and full of wisdom and will refresh, energize and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time. Um, I want you to do me a favor this morning. How many have ever sat in a bus? In a, a bus where you can sit wherever you like. You see, what happens is the first people who enter the bus they all go to the window seats true or not true and then you see one line everybody sitting alone 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 until the second more people come in and all the seats are filled then they begin to sit by somebody is that, is that the case what does it tell us it, it, it tells us this that many people by their nature they want to sit alone look look around look around many people by their nature they want to sit alone and it tells us another thing that it is only when there is a reason that somebody will sit by somebody did you understand me only if there's a reason left to ourselves was to sit alone by myself by myself by yourself alone that is how our natures are we are we are sometimes solitary creatures but but when there is a reason that's when you see them sitting two or three together anybody sitting by anybody when you ask them they'll tell you because we are friends or we came together or he invited me or we are choristers and you find that there is a reason but where there is no reason then you find uh, Juliet, you find Prisla, you find us all sitting by ourselves what I'm, what I'm saying is this unless we make a deliberate effort to bring somebody to church is not likely they will come by themselves. It's not likely. Unless, you see, you may invite somebody, let's go to church, and you've, you've extended a hand, but it doesn't, it's not enough. Unless there is a deliberate effort by somebody to so right now for someone to sit by Prisla somebody must get up from wherever they are and move and sit by her not because it's by chance or there's no other place there's chance there are many other options but I chose 
It's a deliberate effort I have made to sit by her. I want us to consider this in the days to come, that it requires a deliberate effort of us, that until and unless, I want you to go and tap somebody. You see, when you are fat, you can't tap somebody on the shoulder. It doesn't work very well when you are far away. But go somewhere and tap somebody on the shoulder. Say, no matter how far you are, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming, I'm coming to tap you on the shoulder. And tell the person, it cannot be by chance. Oh, are you here with me? Tell the person, it cannot be by chance that somebody will follow you to church. But it must be by a deliberate effort. And I want us to cultivate that effort to make it happen and make it work in this house. Is it a good idea? Put your hands together. Let us pray. Father, thank you so very much for this morning. Thank you for everyone here. Lord, we are here not by chance, but because you drew us, you called us out of our homes. You placed the bedding on our hearts to rise up and come this morning. Some of us were even contemplating staying in bed, but somehow you stirred us to wake up and say, I, I should be in church. And that's why we are here. And Lord, I pray that you continue and complete what you started. Let our coming to church not end here. Let it be the beginning of a new life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Put your hands together. You may be seated. One of the Hallelujah. One of the important things, Mr. Asherman, please leave us alone. I don't know what assignment you have been given. I'm sitting here. Yeah. One of the greatest marks of being a Christian, are you here this morning? Of being a Christian is not going to church not going to church going to church is not the sign of a Christian one of the greatest signs of a Christian is how you live your life amen, amen. and most of your life is outside this building this building you are here for maybe two hours two and a half hours every week who did maths here? Calculate how many percentage two half hours a week is. 24 times 7 equals how much? You didn't do mental. It's how much? 168. 168. Two, two and a half over 168 times 100 equals what? Tell your neighbor, look, you are disgracing your secondary school. Yeah? My son won't go to your school. 1.5%. 1.5% of an average... Are, are, are you listening to me? 1.5% of 
of an average Christian, this is the time you spend in church. Ask your neighbor, what, what exam, even kindergarten, what exam can you do that you get 1.5% and you can say, I've done well? No, ask about which exam? Even drawing the sun or, or drawing a kangaroo. There's no exam that if you do 1.5%, you can go home and tell your daddy, daddy, look, here are my results. It, it means that the Christian life, there's much more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's much more involved with it that somehow we are not partaking of it. And I don't know where we, we got the mind that coming to church is a great, great, great thing. No. Coming to church is not great. It is where you learn what to do the other uh, 97.5% of the time. That's all. This 1% of the time is where we learn what to do. Then you go out and do it. But many of us, it, is, it, is like it has become our target to do church four over four. That means four Sundays in a month. Then you've got it 100%. Tony, but you lie. Oh, you didn't say it, but you lie. Four over four is not 100%. It is what? 1.5%. Because it's still two and a half hours out of 168 hours in a week. I want us to... How many want to be good Christians? Oh. You want to be a good Christian? Hallelujah. This is how to be a good Christian. By coming, learning. And then when you go, try. Try and do what you hear here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to talk about your your spiritual life. Your spiritual life. Amen? Amen. Because um, that is what you are in the middle of. Your spiritual life. Hallelujah. And one of the interesting things is that there are times and seasons in your life. There are times and there are seasons. And I just came back from Tamale last week. The Hamatan. Hey, the Hamatan. That somebody is wild. Look, if you get there, you start to wear lipstick at once. It's so dry. You must find either Vaseline or chapstick or something to protect your lips. The ladies, they use lipstick, so they escaped. But the guys were suffering. Our pastor who came from Accra, he was carrying a bucket of Vaseline in his pockets. Because as he applies it, he will lick it off. They apply it, then he will lick it off. Because it was so dry. That is the season in which they are in. But it will pass. It will pass. And when it passes, another season will come. No, there's no long period of time. Are, are you listening? 
There is no long period of time that is the same. Every long period of time, there, within it, there will be differences. And so this morning, I want to talk about your life. Amen. I want to talk about what your life and the different seasons in your life. And I want you to try and mark them and know what they mean. When you see all the grass is brown, it doesn't mean it's dead. It means Hamatan has come. And it means just wait. The first rain to all turn to green again. So this morning, just to look at the various seasons in your life. And I want you to mark them. Okay. If you have somehow not recognized it, recognize it now. Mark it. And then begin to know what it means. Amen. 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 So let us start. Number one, the time of your birth. The time of your birth. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 2. A time to be born and a time to die. Amen? So, tell somebody, unless you are a very senior witch, you were born somewhere. You were born to parents and you were born somewhere in a village, in a hospital, in a town. Ask him, by the way, where were you born? Just to be clear. Where were you born? Where were you born? And those who say Kumasi is not true. Kumasi, you are born in a village near Kumasi. Not, you are born at Kath, Konfanochi. You are born at Bantama. <laughs> a time to be born and a time to die. You see, let me tell you something. The import, are you paying attention? The importance of the time that you were born. And I thank God that I wasn't born at the time of Jesus. Because if I was born at the time of Jesus, I would never follow him. If a man comes and says he's God, will you follow him? No, you sit about, think about it. If a man whose mother is Auntie Mary from Bantama, we know her, and her father, his father is uh, Joseph the Carpenter, who was at uh, Aloga Junction. You know those carpenters there? We know their father, we know their mother, and then their son has come, Danny has come, says, I am God. Will you follow him? Will you follow him? What will you do to him? You ignore him. I mean, there is no way. There is no way. As for miracles, we don't know what miracles are. There's also tricks. And there are all kinds of fraudsters. So there are all kinds of ways of making... People can make a bread come out of their hands, out of their pockets. Or you've not seen those things. I mean, I've seen some before, at least on television. Yes. You can make a man lift his hat, nothing, put it back, lift it. There's a rabbit there. Hey, where's the rabbit from? I've seen it on TV. And so all these things there, as for miracles there, you can, if you don't believe, you can explain it. Oh, I'm so glad I wasn't born at the time of Jesus. Because by now, I'll be certainly sitting in hell. Very certainly. And tell me about you too. Hey, you think that you, are, you, you believe easily. Even now, I can't believe well. Now we have seen the Bible. We have had the 
physical evidence of time and lives changed, you still can't believe Jesus very well. No, no, no. Thank God you are not born in those days. Amen. But the importance of you being born at this time is because other people who are important in your life are also alive now. Jesus Christ and John the Baptist, they had to be alive together for John the Baptist to be the forerunner of Jesus. For John to be able to go ahead to prepare a way. Because if there's no follower, where are you going? And if John had preached, 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 and Jesus wasn't there at that time, for them, for him to point to him, this is the Lamb of God, there will be nobody to follow him. They had to come together. Hallelujah. Are, are you listening? And, and that is why Jesus was born of a young lady. A young lady who may be in her 20s. But John was born of an old woman. An old woman. Why? Because they had to delay and... Look, you can't born now. If you're born now, when Jesus comes, you'll be too old to walk with him. You have to wait. You can't born now. You have to wait. And so how long am I waiting? You're waiting until Jesus comes. Then you can be born. And that is why she was an old barren woman. And it had to be the firstborn. Any secondborn, thirdborn, it becomes complicated. It's the firstborn that belongs to God. Yeah, the one that opens the womb is for God. Hallelujah. Amen. I didn't hear a good David. Amen. When you born your firstborn, give him to God. How many here are firstborns? You are firstborns. Do you know what it means? You are for God. Who's that? What could you go to? You are for God. Yeah. Whatever opens the metrics is for God. Find the scripture. You are looking at me like that. Find the scripture and put it up there. It's for God. So the firstborn is for God. Someone was the firstborn. Uh, something was the first. Many Bible characters were the firstborns. That is why when the second was overruling the first, it was, it was marked and noticed that something odd is happening here. And when Jacob laid hands on Joseph's hands, uh, the right hand on Manasseh and Ephraim, uh, David said, Joseph said, no, 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 you are changing the order. And he said, I know what I'm doing. I'm changing the order. There's a reason. Hallelujah. So, your being born at this time is important because somebody who is important for you is alive at this time. And you need that person. Amen? Somebody whose presence in your life will make a difference is also alive at this time. And so you must find, you see, you might begin to think, who in my life is important to me? Which of my friends in my life is important to me? Okay, let me ask another question. How many can easily see their foolish friends? You can see easily your foolish friends. Can I see your hand? Your foolish friends. How many can see very quickly your bad friends? You can see them quickly. The ones who drink, drink, smoke, go out chasing girls, sleep when it's church time. Can can I see your hand? 
You, you see, you can see quickly the bad ones and the negative ones. I want you to, in the same way, see quickly or begin to think right now because it's not a way of thinking often. Which of my friends is a good friend? Which of my friends is a positive effect on my life? Amen. Are you here this morning? How many are thinking? If you get a name, write it down. If you get the name, look, if you get the name of, I have friends like that. They are, I had a friend like that from secondary school. He's important to me. He's important to me because he helped me find Christ. Oh, yes. He's a pastor in the UK somewhere. But we communicate still because he's important to me. Amen. Number one, your time of birth is important because somebody who is important to you is alive. And you must find that person and walk with him or recognize who he is. Hallelujah. Number two, the time you will die. Now and they don't like it. The time you will die. But I want you to understand something this morning. Just as you have been born, no matter what you do, you will die. No matter. Uh, you see, this subject, people don't like it because they feel that when you talk about it, it comes faster. Or it comes quicker. Is that what you think? It, no, no. It changes nothing. It changes nothing. Talking about death, writing your will. How many have a house? You have a house. Can I see your hand? You own a house. You have a house. Good. How many have a will? Tell somebody that you have a house and you have no will. You are being, excuse me to say, I can't say it. (laughs) To have a house and not have a will is your tempting fate for your children and your dependents. That's all. Tell somebody, I'm giving you free advice. Think about it. Think about it. You, you see, sometimes, how many have ever seen a family of friends who were happy, they suddenly begin to quarrel when their father dies? They never thought they would quarrel. They are surprised that they are quarreling when their father dies. In the same way, when you die, you'll be surprised that your family may be quarreling over your property. You'll be surprised. But the time of your death is important because it means that You don't have forever. You don't have forever. You have an exam. You're in an exam room. Look, listen. When I was, my brother was in in, in school, they had some exams. Six hours. Practical exams. And they'll be writing for six hours. Six hours is a very long time. True or not true? By to finish. He said, it's amazing. As you're writing, like, oh, when he says start work, it's nine o'clock. We we'll finish at three. Wait, wait, you have more time. He said, before you are aware, they say, get ready to stop work. Before, you see, we, we, we cannot see how fast time runs. We, we are not mindful. We are already in February. And the year just started. What it means is, you don't have forever to do what you want to do, or what you have to do. 
And many of us, we postpone things. We postpone things. I will do this. I will buy land. I will go and do a master. I will go this. And they just postpone next week. I'll do it later. I'll do it sometime. You just lie in bed and just say, I forget Apple. I forget. I've not been there before. I forget Apple. By a lie. Uh, can I see? I, I want to see my classmates. Yeah. I forget Apple. Tell it. Tell it. Get up. Okay, soon. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we, we are in no hurry to do things. But the fact that you may die should make you mindful you don't have forever. You don't have forever. Amen. 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 And the fact that when you walk in town, you see gone too soon. You see what else? What a shock. You see what? Painful exits. What else do you see? Don't call to glory. That one crap, you miss your oats more. <laughs> what else do you see? Eh? God. It means that a young person has just departed. Tell me about Charlie. I know somebody younger than you who has died. Tap your neighbor and tell him. Tell him you are lucky. You are sitting here. Don't say I'm young. Don't say I'm young. Say I'm lucky. Yeah. If like, let's go to either the cemetery, whichever cemetery is nearest. Just walk through. You see 13, 25, 32, 17, 8 years old. All they lie there some. And look for your age. You see some there. Look for your age. You'll see some there. Hallelujah. So, the time of your death, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered. And what? The time of my departure is at hand. Paul was a very wise man. He could see the times. You know, it's a blessing to see that my days are finishing. Let me organize my affairs. It's a blessing to be able to say that I have left everything. I've done all I came to do. I finished my work. Yeah, it's a blessing. Amen. Amen. What's the first one? Time of your birth. And the second, the time of your death. You see, and never be afraid to talk about death. Please. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, then ask you, Charlie, me and you, who do you think will die first? Ask anybody. Ask you, who, me and you. No, it's a question, who do you think? You are free to, I'm also thinking my thoughts. You to think your thoughts. Please ask about me and you, who do you think will die first? Do you know the right answer? We'll both live long, that's all. You won't cry for the answer. We'll both live long. Ah. When I'm 82 and you're 83, does it matter who dies first? It doesn't matter. When I'm 60, 99, and you are 98, and we are all dying, does it matter? We are all happy to die cry at that age. It's not a question of who will die first. It's a question of how long, how useful your life on earth will be. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, the time. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. The time of your salvation. The time of your salvation. Because 
you must be born again. For he says, I have heard thee in a time accepted and in the day of salvation. Have I succored, have I helped thee? Have I helped thee? You must be born again. I didn't hear amen. amen. I didn't say you must go to church. That, that is why, you see, when I see my church members and tell me they're going to a different church, my mother church, my, I don't quarrel too much. What I find out is, are you born again? Are you born again? The church you go to doesn't disturb me very much. Because there are many very good churches out there. And this church too, we have our problems. Or we don't. Uh, be careful. But we have our problems in this church. We are not perfect. And so to some people, our small problems are very big. And they can't handle it. They are disturbed by our ways and doing things. They say we are worshipping our bishop. They are staying so... I mean, they, they can't handle how we do our church. Tell somebody, no problem. Oh, say no problem. They can't like that we are singing by loops. They think, what is this? Why are we singing song from somebody has sang his song? You also come to sing the song. They have so many problems with us. That's somebody, no problem. There are many churches. I don't mind. But you must be born again. Yeah. You must be born again. And you cannot, look at me, you cannot tell me you are born again and you don't know when you are born again. You can't. Unless you are born in a village the year before the earthquake around Christmas time then we choose a date for you 24th December 1632 that's your birth date yeah but you must know around what time I was born again I was born you cannot sit here and tell me you have always been a Christian I've always been a Christian do you know what it tells me you have always been a sinner and you are still a sinner because you were born in sin and the iniquity your mother formed you. You came out a natural fornicator. It's in your blood. Tell somebody it's in your blood. Girls are in your blood. And the girls too. Boys are in your blood. You are waiting for a boy to come and carry you away to his bedroom. True or not true? It's in your blood. How many have taught a child how to steal before? Or how to lie. It's in their blood. It's in their blood. Even, look, even children's at SHS, JSS, and primary school, who is teaching them how to have sex? Who is teaching their children how to have sex? Who is teaching them? Come here, lie down. The children are here, so I can't see it. But to teach them how to have sex, do with this one, two, one, two. Who is teaching them how to have sex? Nobody. Where is it? It's in their blood. It's in their blood. That's how you were born. Therefore, don't tell me I am a Christian. How well? That's how I was all my life. No. You must know the day you became born again. Do me a favor. This service, we are in no hurry. We can continue next week. Ask your neighbor, excuse me, please. When were you born again? Please, ask your neighbor, excuse me, please. Give me the year and the month 
and the occasion. I can give you two seconds to ask a neighbor. Give me the year and the month and the occasion. When were you born? If your neighbor is coughing or smiling, say it be you. It be you that. It be you that. You are the one who was a natural sinner and you are still sitting here like that. Oh, I'm, I'm very serious. At the back there, I don't see you partaking in my service. Hey, why? You're not in a church service. You're in a different service. No, it be you that. I, I was, you know me, I'm, I'm Methodist, I'm Catholic, I'm Presbyterian. You know me, I was born all my life and say, be a catch you, be you that. You are a natural sinner. You are born a sinner and you are still sinning like that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, I'm, I'm sure, you see, you must see all these things in your life. First one, you can see clearly, true or not true, when you are born. Second one is coming. Don't worry, I'll tell you at your funeral that it was a nice funeral. Don't worry. You won't be here, but we are here for you. We'll write it down in a book. In heaven, you can read it or you can see it from heaven. Number three is your day of salvation. That is, you must be born again. And that is why every time we have a service, we always do altar call. Wedding, funeral, everywhere, we do altar call. Do you know why? Because I know that in every church, there are some church members who are not born again. Every church, there are some church members who are not born again. Who, or who come to church, have been church for so long, they think they are born again. But they are not. Hallelujah. So after being born again, marking that I am really born again, and marking that there really is a, 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 a life, my life has really changed from that season to this season, from before and after. The next remarkable time you must mark in your life is the day I become mature. The day or the season I become mature. Because most of us, most parents can remember when a child started eating with his hands and stopped making a mess. When a child stopped weaving in his bed. When a child stopped using a diaper. We can see the marks in a child's life as he's growing. My son sent me a picture, I mean a, a video, the day my granddaughter started walking. That day, they, they caught it on video. She just stood up and they just stood, shake, 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 small, then began to walk. Yeah. It's a change of a season. Because before that, yesterday or the previous day, she couldn't walk. She was sitting on the floor crawling. She couldn't walk. Then suddenly one day, hey, she's walking. It's a new trouble. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what you haven't born before. You see, yeah. It's a new trouble when your baby can walk and can climb. That's how the Wahala has come. <laughs> You'll be running and chasing her around the house. And pray your house that those steps upstairs. She will climb the steps. Children, I don't know why. But maybe it's a part of the maturity. Hebrews 5. Are you writing the, the, the scriptures I've given you? Hebrews 5 and verse 12. For when, for the time, you ought, you ought to what? To be a teacher. 
for when for the time you ought I mean you you can't tell me that I still wee wee in my bed small small no look at it but say no don't you can't tell me that no, 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 look at it. No, please tell. No, no, wave your finger at your neighbor. Say, no, no, no. No, you, you can't tell me that. I can say, oh, not every day, once in a while. Say, no. You can't tell me that. That you will eat your bed once in a while. That, I mean, no one is perfect. <laughs> Nobody has 100% record. No. You ought to have controlled your bladder by now. You ought. It is expected. It's expected. It is unnatural. It is strange. It's very some way that you are sitting here still battling that problem. You ought to have overcome it by now. So in the same way, you cannot tell me you are a born again Christian. And at a certain point in time, you cannot feed yourself. You cannot feed yourself. And, and for us Christians, our food is the Bible, the word of God. That, that is our food. Like newborn babies desire the sincere word of the milk of the word of God, that you may grow. It is, it is the word of God that is our food, our necessary food. You, please, this one, shake your neighbor and tell me, you cannot tell me that at your age, you can't feed yourself. You can't feed yourself. No. You it, is, it is strange. It is out of order. It is unnecessary that at your age and the food is the Bible, you can't sit down yourself and open the Bible and read it. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you are not a Christian. Maybe you are never born again. You are a natural sinner. A natural sinner does not read the Bible. He watches pornography. He watches all the cantata, uh, all this Ramos DS or something. He watches, and a natural sinner will take four hours to watch a film. A natural sinner will spend hours and hours chatting. Chatting. A natural sinner can go and sit in a beer bar with his friends and they don't have money, his last money, they can't pay school fees, he can't pay rent, but he can buy beer or accreditation. A natural sinner can do that easily. A natural sinner can have a wife, a nice wife at home, but he's still looking and saying, still looking. He's a natural sinner. A natural sinner, when he's alone with a girl, his hands are not in his pockets. Yeah, squeezing and weighing and checking things. A natural sinner. A natural sinner. Oh, it's not true. How many here, when you're a natural sinner, you're doing those things? When you were... <laughs> do you see it? When you were a natural sinner, you were partaking of those things happily. It was normal to you at that time. Wasn't it? Those who were drinking before they became born again, was it strange to go with your friend and sit down and drink something? It was, I mean, it was even a happy time. I've said, if I wasn't born again, I would drink beer. I've said it because the beer culture looks so happy. 
Those who are drinking beer, they are smiling, they are laughing, but bubbled happiness or a million sparkling bubbles. And then there was culture club, happy club, garden club, club beer. Hey! So nice adverts. I would definitely drink beer. Definitely. If I didn't be, I wasn't a Christian. And those who are still drinking, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. But it is necessary that a time will come when you say, now I am mature. Now I will feed myself. And you don't have to grow up to become mature. You can become mature at age 10. 10, 12, 15. You can be mature. You can. My son, I was amazed the day I saw that the boy has grown up. One day I was there in the room and I saw him. He was learning something. I was passing. He was reading. Then I passed again and he was reading. Then I passed again. He was reading. I said, hey, the boy is reading. What are you reading? He said, I'm memorizing uh, uh, First Timothy. I quickly left because I couldn't memorize what he's doing. But he was sitting down memorizing First Timothy. I said, hey, he has matured. And he was doing his quiet time every morning. How many of us can begin to see that it is time for you to mark the day of your maturity? And let me tell you something. If you can read the Bible every day, you change as a person. If you can read the Bible every day, that's all. Every day, read the Bible. Every day, do what? I didn't hear you. Every day, do what? How often? Morning or evening? I don't care. Every day, read the Bible. Many of us don't. Many of us don't read the Bible. And that is how come, even if you are born again, there is still so much sin in your life. You are still so ineffective as a Christian. Because you are not strong. You are not growing. You're not maturing. You are a baby still. You are an immature person still. You have not grown. Amen. I was talking to my friend. His church. He said in his church, they start the church. Then they stop the service for about 30 minutes. To do what? Everybody read your Bible. He said they'll start the service, do praise and worship, come to a point, then they stop. They stop. Then when they stop, everybody, okay, everybody take out your Bible. Everybody take out your Bible and read one line. He says, some don't have Bible. He said they stop and then said, look, as if we are joking, but it is changing lives. As if it's like, oh, by force. Say, oh, pastor, what are you doing? It's by force. It's by force. But they are still learning to read their Bible. And some of them, when they start reading small and they don't finish, by some miracle, when they go home, they just want to remember, I want to finish what I read. Are you here this morning? The day of your maturity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are mature? You feed yourself. Can I see your hand? You are mature. You feed yourself. You read the Bible every day. Can I see your hand? If you are lying, may an angel let your hand stay up in the sky. From you go walking like this. 
Oh, boy, yeah, why, should you look? why should you come and lie in church? Just keep your hand down and don't lie, rather. But how many are mature? Can I see your hand? You are reading every day. Can I see your hand? Read every day. You, you, you see the hands are finishing. The angel is standing behind you to <laughs> lock your hand up there. The every day is every day. It's not, I, 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 I won't lower it to be almost every day. No, 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 no. I would, can you accept that I bath almost every day? I brush my teeth almost every day. Can you accept that one? Why don't I accept, I don't read the Bible every day. Why would I accept that one? Why do you accept some and not the others? Every day is not possible. No. I won't accept it. I want you to try it is a season, and you see, you don't have forever oh, to mature. You don't have forever. You have a time. A time will come when it's too, you are too old to be mature. Yeah, or when you're mature, cry, you can't take it anywhere. A time will come. A time will come. Amen. Are you here this morning? Are you here this morning? Yes. Lift your hand and let's pray. Pray for yourself. Put your hand on your heart and pray for yourself. Lord, somehow, I'm childish. Lord, somehow, I'm not serious. Lord, somehow, I've grown in years, but not in maturity. I want you to pray for yourself. Because, listen, you are are determining your future. You are putting your future on a good path. You are determining yourself on a path that is going to take you to blessings of Jehovah. Lord, hear every prayer this morning. Shabbakataya. Rabonde. Hear every prayer. Everyone who sincerely acknowledges our inability to feed ourselves, Lord, help them. Make it possible. Stir their hearts. Give them motivation, internal motivation. Cause them to wake up and somehow wonder what is in the Bible. Let them begin to somehow find time, find some empty space in their lives, nothing to do, no network, nothing, and let the Bible pop up and say, I'm here, read me. Lord, help us, help us, help us, help us to become mature. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This is, this is Christianity. This is Christianity. Hallelujah. I didn't hear a good amen. Amen. I didn't hear a loud amen. Amen. This is Christianity. To be able to feed yourself. Hallelujah. Ask anybody, are you a Christian? Ask him, are you a... Oh, ask him, are you a Christian? You don't say, oh, I'm I'm in church. I go to Methodist. I go to Pentecost. I go to Lighthouse. No, 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 no. That is not a marking scheme at all. That's not the marking scheme. It's to know when you were born and when you became mature. Hallelujah. And the last one for this morning. Acts chapter 1. And verse 
to whom also he showed himself alive. This is Jesus. After his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things of pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's Jesus. What did he say? Being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wait for the promise of the Father. The fourth, the fifth, or the fourth? Is this the fifth? The fourth, fifth. The fifth time of your life that is very important for you to recognize and to have is the time of your anointing. When you receive the promise of the Father. The time of your anointing. That is the... Is, I have more points, but I'll end here this morning. The time of your anointing. You know, one of the biggest mistakes of many church members is that only pastors need anointing. No. How many here have burdens? Can I see your hand? You have a burden of some kind. A burden. Can I see your hand? How many have a big burden? How many have a very heavy burden? Look, a burden is actually a yoke. A burden is a yoke. It's something that is tied on you. It's tied on you. And it's weighing you down. And as you are trying to do things, suddenly this thing is slowing you down, weighing you down, and even easy things become difficult. Because there's a burden. Yeah. And many of us are laboring under a burden. That is why what I'm about to say is very important. Because it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing that makes many things in life easy. Many of us, you are struggling unnecessarily. Anointing. Holy Ghost help. Do you think it's for preaching only? My, my friend, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer now. She said one day <clears throat> she was at home learning for her exams. Then the Holy Spirit told her, learn this thing. Read it. And she said, oh, it won't come. This thing doesn't come. Well, she went to the exam room and what was there? What was there? It was there. It was there. Raw, raw. The question that it was in her mind was there, black and white on the paper. She said, oh God, help me. Because I have not learnt it. I have not learnt it. Oh God, help me. I'm about to fail my final exams. And I mean, that my friend, particular friend, she's some way. Because she's very, very faithful of faith, but also very disobedient. I mean, I like that. You raise your hand. It doesn't matter. But she said that as she was there 
trying to not to cry because she could see herself failing. When she closed her eyes, then she saw her book. Hey, when she opened her eyes, the book is gone. When she closed her eyes, then she can see her book. Oh, she began to copy from the book onto her paper. And you see, you wonder, this is not by learning. Because she didn't learn. This is by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many of us, we struggle a bit too much in life because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You struggle in school. You struggle at work. You struggle in your family. You struggle over many things because you don't have the Holy Spirit. When I was a pharmacist and I used to do selling my medicines, in those days, I came to a doctor and he told me that bring some money before I buy your medicines. And I told him that, look, I'm a pastor. I won't give you money to buy my medicine. Buy my medicine. You'll see. You'll be blessed. Do you know what he told me? He says, do you think that we are dashing? Bring money. Everybody's bringing money. You to bring money, bring brown envelope and put it down before we buy our medicine. I said, no. And I left him. And do you know what happened? He bought my medicine. He bought it. I, I, I still, after today, I still don't know why he bought my medicine. Up to today, I still think that me, they should have sacked me long ago as a pharmacist because I was busy doing church. But God was making the work so profitable. Every time I go to try and market, they will buy it. It was amazing. I met my targets every month. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You are asleep at the machine. You are asleep. You don't know the scriptures. You are not born again properly. You can't feed yourself. You must feed yourself. And when you escape and untap the scripture on the machine, I saw Benny Hinn. He was thanking the lady at the machine that, ah, she's good. I can't say the same thing here. Shabaya. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, you need the anointing. Not to go and preach. Oh, no, you're not awake. Tell somebody, you need the anointing. Not to go and preach. Just to work. Look, in some workplaces, your boss is worrying you. True or not true? Some bosses, they are coming to, always coming to sit by you, always saying, sit by me. Hey! As if he wants to hold you and hug you. Look, some people are suffering. Oh, Oh, it's not true. You're becoming like you don't know what I'm talking about. Some workplaces, even if you're a man, some man be at the workplace, his boss is a woman. He says it's not easy for him. She's always calling him. Come and sit by here. Do this. Write this for me. Then as you're writing, she's standing over him, rubbing him small, small. Do you think it's easy everywhere? No. It's not easy everywhere. But I tell you, that's why you need the anointing. It will make a way for you. Some of these things, there is no way. How can you solve this problem yourself of a boss who's intimidating you? How can you solve it? Who are you going to tell? 
You have customers who don't pay. They've bought your goods. They don't pay. Who are you? How, you, how will you get your money? I said, how are you going to get your money? Some things there. If God doesn't help you, you are working at a loss. I didn't hear an amen. amen. I didn't hear a good amen. amen. Some things, if God doesn't help you in a harsh climate, suddenly all your customers are run away or they buy and they don't pay or they don't come back or no contract, no offer. You are just struggling. But if anointing is on you, so the anointing, it brings favor. It makes men like you. For they are anointed, the girls love him. Anointing makes people like you. Why do I like you? I don't know why I like you. I just like you. It's favor. I have three contracts. Who should I give it to? You can be surprised that by the grace of God, they'll give it to you. And others are paying bribe and giving money. But you see, we have struggled for so long. We we have come to think that anointing is for pastors and for preaching. No, it's not. It's for life. It's for life. When Jesus broke bread and was sharing, what was he preaching? He says, you give them food to eat. And, And Philip said, Lord, look at the people, all of them. How can we feed them? Are you joking to find bread for, he said, even one year's salary won't feed them. Jesus said, no problem, bring them. We don't have money. We have anointing. We don't have money, but we have what? We don't have education, but we have what? Anointing. Yeah. Have anointing. Education. Look, some jobs you are qualified. When you apply, you don't get how many have had that experience? You are applying for a job you didn't get or a contract you didn't get it, but you are qualified. It's not by qualifications. It's by favor. It's by favor. I didn't hear an amen. amen. It's by favor. God will favor you. Amen. God will let a door open for you. Amen. You'll be surprised. I thought you'd be surprised that things you don't deserve will just come to you. Yeah. But you are struggling. Hey, you are struggling to do it with your hand. No. You struggle for a long time. Hallelujah. This morning, tell somebody, you need to mature. I said, you need to mature. A mature Christian. You need to be able to feed yourself and to bath yourself. To wash yourself with the washing of the word. It's the same way that to wash you. The same Bible. As you read it, you are feeding and you are washing yourself. And you are building up yourself. And becoming a better Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I didn't hear a good amen this morning. Amen. You are becoming a what? A better Christian. By simply reading the Bible every day. It is so difficult. It is so hard. Is it so, I mean, how many, when you wake up, you can read your text every morning. You read your phone, missed calls, you, every day you check those things. Why can't you read your Bible every day? Why? Every day is your washing and your feeding. Hallelujah. It's what's going to mature you, make you into a proper person. 
may somebody change after this message. Young people, young people, you, you must read the Bible every day. You won't say amen. You won't say amen. No, no, just young people here. You won't say amen. Hey, say it well. Amen. I didn't hear you. Say it louder. Amen. I didn't hear you. Say it. Shout it. Amen. Hey, shout it. Amen. No, 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 no. I'm not satisfied. You are too that can intimidate you. Shout it. Amen. You must read the Bible every day. Say, I will. Are you lying? You must read the Bible every day. Say what? Eh, some of you are not saying it. Say what? I will what? Once in a while. Sometimes. When I'm tired. When they chase me. When they ask me. When I'm under pressure. When will you read the Bible? Lord, may it come to pass. Should I pray the Holy Ghost to chase you to read the Bible? Should I pray the Holy Ghost to chase you to read the Bible? I should pray. Holy Ghost to chase you to read the Bible is a very good prayer. And I will pray it. Holy Spirit, drive these young ones. Stir their hearts. Touch them all the time. Bring to their memory the Bible. Let them have no peace when they have not read the Bible. Let them always remember, I promised I will read the Bible. And as they read, change them from inside. Make them strong. Make them wise. Make them beautiful. Make them intelligent. Let them be above and not beneath. Help them to do well in school. Make their parents happy with them. Let people give them scholarship and money. Help them to do well in the name of Jesus. As these young ones read the Bible, let the anointing of Jesus as a child, the anointing of Samuel as a child, let it be upon them that they will rise and do well. And they will be correct children. They will be people who will be able to stand anywhere like Daniel and the three others. To be accepted in big company. And bless them. Lord this morning I pray for everyone here. Let our Christianity be real. Let our love for God be real. Let us who are here. Raise your hand this morning and just stand to your feet. And ask God to hear this prayer. Let everyone here. Who sincerely desires to be a Christian, give him what it takes to do well in our Christianity. Let everyone here who wants to serve you, not as a pastor or as a priest, but as a Christian father, as a Christian worker, as a Christian citizen, make it possible for that person by the power of the anointing. Help us, every one of us, in our business, in our professions, in our careers, 
in our education. Help us, everyone. If you are a businessman, just lift your hand this morning. You are a businessman in any kind of business. Lift your hand. Lord, I pray for every business person here. Whatever business, whatever you sell, from car to pen, from house to cement, from sun to water, whatever business you are engaged in, let favor, let favor, let grace find us. Deliver us from every bad customer. Let no thief find his way into our world. Protect us from every cheat, every corrupt official in the name of Jesus. I pray for increase, increase in sales, increase in goods, increase in profits, increase in wisdom. Help us, oh God, to make good decisions, to avoid fiasco, avoid failure, avoid every kind of temptation into a debt or into a trouble. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the anointing be upon us. Let the sweet favor, sweet flavor, sweet essence, sweet aroma of the Holy Spirit, let it be upon us. Let us find favor wherever we go. At airports, at shops, in offices. Every time we enter a place, let somebody like us. Let somebody smile at us. Give us gifts. Help us. Shaba. Lift your hand and pray, Lord, help me. Shaba Kataya. Lord, help me. Wherever you are, work, school, business, traveler, whatever it is, lift your hand and pray, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me by your power. By your power, by your strength, by your presence. Help me, oh God. You are a student. You are in school. Oh God, help me. Help me. Let me remember what I read. Help me to read the right place. Help me to answer and to know all the questions. Help me to be able to be articulate, to say exactly what I want. Help me, Lord. Last, never, never, never. Last half, never, never. Always above, always above, always above. In the name of Jesus. In the name, help any student, any student here in the house. Lord, make it easy. Make it easy. Let us remember easily. Let us read and let it be fluid. We never struggle. Even when you are tired, when you pick the book, let strength come. Let strength come. Let strength come every time you pick a book. In the name of Jesus. And help us in our businesses. Anyone selling, let us sell easily every day. Every day, sell with good profits. Every day, sell with good profit. Whatever you are selling, let it be sold. From shoes, tomatoes, shito, everything you are selling, let it be sold. Let no one come back and complain. The anointing. The anointing. The power of God. The favor of God. The grace of God. The strength of God. Let it be our portion. Let it be upon us. As children, Lord, he said we should wait in Jerusalem until the promise comes. Lord, let the promise come upon us. Let the promise come upon us. Lift your hand and pray in thanks for one minute. 
Lift your hand and pray in thanks for one minute. Shanda Bakasin de Kataya. Raban de Kataya. Robunda. What are you saying? You are saying, Holy Ghost, help me. What are you saying? Holy Ghost, protect me. What are you saying? Holy Ghost, rise up as a defender. Raban de Kasan Kataya. Rebanda Katiria de Robunda. Lift your hand and pray aloud. Pray aloud this morning. Pray aloud this morning. You are speaking for yourself, for your life, for your future, your family, your future wife, future husband, future children, all those who are after you. Let them all rise up and come, Lord. Rise up and be God, be covered by the Holy Spirit. Whatever you touch, whatever you touch, let it work. Let it work. Let it work. Let it work. No failure again. No failure again. No fiasco again. No going down again. Not in your life. Not in your life. Not in your life. Rande de Bakasaya. Rabo Kataya. Lift your voice this morning. Lift your voice this morning. Lift your voice this morning. Rabande de Kataya. Rabba Sandada. Kiandada. Rabba Katendede. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Wherever it is, whatever area of our life, as Christians, as children of the living God, as those who belong to Him, let the grace, let the grace of the Father, of the Holy Spirit, of the Son, let it all be upon us. Let it be upon us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I hear trouble. I just heard trouble. Lord, anyone in any kind of trouble, lift him up this morning. In the name of Jesus. Anyone. Whatever we call trouble. Whatever we feel is a trouble. Whatever we think is a trouble. Rent, sickness, exams, trouble, job family, wife, children, parents, sickness, whatever it is. Whatever trouble that troubles us. Lord, deliver us. Lord, deliver us. Lift up everyone out. I hear debts. Lord, cancel every debt in the name of Jesus. Lord, let them by a miracle remove that debts. Remove that debts. Take it off our heads. Take it off our shoulders. That burden we cannot carry. Remove it. I said remove it. As the Israelites who were slaves. They were slaves for 400 years. They were able to have enough gold to build a tabernacle in the wilderness. Lord, give us gold. Give us gold and silver. Give us wealth and increase. Even in the wilderness. Help us to build our lives in your house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That this morning, a group of Christians, real Christians, are leaving this place. This morning, a group of people who really believe in God, who are really born again, who are really growing in Christ, who are really anointed, they leave this place to live their lives. Hallelujah. And this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, you are here, and you are not born again. 
no matter how you have tried to live your life and you have done your best and for years you have been in church deep in your heart you are not sure you are born again or you know you are not born again but you are here this morning do me a favor wherever you are just lift your right hand just lift your right hand thank you 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 are here and you cannot remember the day you gave your life to Jesus you are here and you are just oh you know I've always been in church but you can't remember the occasion that you gave your life to Jesus if you are here like that wherever you are do me a favor and lift your hand just your right hand thank you God bless you thank you God bless you listen if your hand is raised come to me at the front I want us to pray come to me at the front oh come to me at the front Ashes, come with them. Walk with them. Walk with them to the front. Oh, clap for them as they are coming. I want you to clap for them. Everyone who raised their hand, just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Oh, your clapping is not a nice clap. Just clap for them. Hallelujah. want us to pray this morning all of us standing here sometimes they are children they don't know what they are doing oh they know what they are doing they know what they are doing children they know what they are doing they know what they want they can deceive their parents easily they know what they want Lord let these ones be marked specially for you these ones mark them specially for you let their lives never go wayward again. Let their lives never turn to the east or the west again. Let them always be yours. Young people, pray after me as we pray this morning. Pray, dear Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins all the bad things that I have done forgive me and wash them away change my heart give me a new heart one that will love you and serve you all my days prepare a place for me in heaven by your side and write my name in the book of life today Sunday I am born again Jesus is my master my Lord my Savior and my best friend and today I invite Jesus into my heart into my life and I will be with him all my days thank you father for sending Jesus Lord, thank you for these young ones as they confess your name before this house. Let today mark the beginning of the best years of their lives. Let today mark the turning point when they no longer are children of darkness, of disobedience, but they are children of the kingdom of God. And let them go from here changed permanently, forever, forever. They will never go back again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama, behind the Confidence Eating Place. This is every Sunday at 9:30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.